Hey, welcome home to Cassidy Church. My name is Stephen Mitchell, and it is a great joy to be here. I have the privilege of being the lead pastor here at Cassidy, uh, and I am excited about the opportunity that we have to partner and grow in relationship with God so that we can go into the world and make a difference on behalf of Jesus Christ. We've, uh, we've been on this journey uh, going forward called Kingdom, learning about what it is to be in the kingdom of God, uh, because it's important for us to grow in that understanding. Uh, and, and during the process of understanding what kingdom is all about, uh, we kind of understand who we are and whose we are and what that looks like. And so I just wanted to say, uh, I am excited about what God is continuing to do in and through us God's church in the world right now. I've said it before. I'll say it again. We're not waiting for a movement of God. We are experiencing God's movement right here and right now. So if you're new here, if you are just now deciding to join us, we're excited to have you with us. Thank you for spending some of your day with us, uh, for coming to check us out and see what God is doing, using us to make a difference in the world. Uh, We're excited to let you know that we aren't perfect. Uh, Not everybody is excited about that, but uh, you know, it's the truth. We're not perfect, but we know the one who is, and that's Jesus Christ. And we want to be more like Jesus, so we want to invite you on a journey to to go with us, to grow with us, and to become more and more like Jesus Christ in this moment and in all moments in the future so that we can be more like him, so that we can share the love and grace that he has first shared with us, so that we can make a difference in this world on his behalf. And like I said, we're on this journey of learning about kingdom. And the reason that we're doing that is because we are partnering with our children this month. Uh, Here next Monday, they begin Vacation Bible School. If you're new to the church, Vacation Bible School is an opportunity for children uh, between 4 and 11 to to come into relationship, to know their part in God's story, to learn that through games, activities, and fun, and and stories, so that they can grow in their relationship. And so we we they are taking this trip with the Knights of North Castle starting on Monday. They're going to be uh, learning about all the the parts of the king's armor, so that they can be better equipped to be part of the kingdom. And so. We decided we wanted to partner with them so that we could learn a little bit more about what it is to be a part of that kingdom. And we were looking at it through four separate ways. First, we talked about the power of God, that we need to recognize that God is the creator of heaven and earth, and God is sovereign Lord of all creation, and God is the king of creation. And and because of that, we need to submit our lives, our will, our very being over to the kingship of God. Then we talked about the people of God. Who is it that is part of the kingdom of God? And we realized that God doesn't invite people just to be inhabitants in his kingdom. God invites people to become co-heirs with Christ, to become adopted sons and daughters of the kingdom of God. And and that is some of the greatest news ever shared. And then we talked last week about the place. Where is the kingdom of God? And we talked about how the kingdom of God has progressed from a distant concept to the kingdom being within the followers of Jesus, that the Holy Spirit coming to dwell within us empowers us to be faithful followers, to live 
in the kingdom right here and right now. Now, today, we're talking about the purpose of God. Why all of this has happened? What does it mean for us right now in the kingdom? How, how do we live into that? And what is the hope of our purpose following God? I, I don't know about you, but for me, purpose was pretty elusive in my younger life. Uh, I, I, I didn't have a... My purpose was uh, not anything godly, especially when I was younger. Um, and so I, 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 I look at people who have recognized a purpose in their life from a young age and it, it perplexes me. My daughter is one of those people. Uh, we grew up, instead of watching cartoons, she wanted to watch nature documentaries. I, I've seen so many nature documentaries in my house that it just boggles my mind. And here's the deal. like That was just the tip of the iceberg. She would watch nature documentaries on her own when nobody else was around because she just loves nature. She loves the, the understanding of God's kingdom, of, of the creatures in creation, of the way that they interact, of ecosystems and environments, of how all of that plays together. And it's her passion. And she has recognized that it's her purpose. That's what she wants to do with her life. So from a very young age, she would tell me, Dad, I'm going to be a marine biologist. And I'm like, honey, do you know that marine biology, typically when you do that, you're really not a marine biologist by trade. You don't go out on the ocean and discover new species and do things like that. Instead, you're typically a biology teacher or something like that. It's just marine biology is one of those that has a declining, uh, declining number of people, not declining number of people that are pursuing it, but that actually get to do the science behind marine biology and are on the front end. And, and she said, I don't care, Dad. I want to do it. This is what I feel like I'm supposed to do. It brings me joy to have this as my purpose. And, and she does this even though it's been difficult for her. Even though it's been hard, she has made more and more effort to be successful because it was difficult. And, and she's gone through classes that, like, when, when she was in high school, uh, she really, she wanted to do marine biology, but wasn't too focused on the prerequisites that she was going to need while in college. But when she got to college, she has taken all of this seriously. Now I know she's only 21 years old, and so we have yet to see what is going to unfold. But her drive, her passion, and her understanding of this purpose is something that, that inspires me because I look at her and I'm like, man, you've known this since you were little bitty. I wish that I would have had some drive, some passion, some purpose that started then. Most of us, most of us, we, maybe some of us, uh, like I said, it's elusive. Maybe you're sitting out there and you're like, well, I wish I just had a purpose. I don't know. I don't even know what my purpose is. And I'm, <laughs> I'm well beyond 21. Uh, or, or maybe you discovered your purpose accidentally. I remember uh, that, that's exactly how I got into ministry. It was an accident. I was sitting in the office of a pastor trying to, to fill some time that I had. And I said, you know, I'd love to volunteer somewhere. And the youth minister just happened to be walking down the hallway. All of this was greatly accidental, by the way. God didn't orchestrate any of it. I was walking down the hallway and the youth pastor turned in and said, hey, I would really love to have you volunteer with us. 
And that was the start of my ministry. I didn't, I didn't want to do it. It wasn't something that I thought I was going to stay doing. And after years of doing youth ministry, I realized that, you know, this, this is a passion that I have. This is a calling that I have, that I have a purpose. And, and in this purpose, I have felt for the first time more alive than I have ever felt in my life. Now, that's my purpose. Your purpose is, is something different. And like I said, if you're sitting out there and you're like, man, I don't understand my purpose, I, I'm going to give you uh, an, an, some insight today into your purpose in the kingdom specifically. Mostly what the purpose of God's kingdom is right here and right now and how we live into that purpose in this time. Because if we look at it and we recognize, you know, even the early disciples didn't understand what their purpose was when Jesus first started calling them. I mean, Jesus walks down the shore of the Sea of Galilee and sees Simon and his brother Peter, or Simon is Peter, uh, his brother Andrew, and he invites them, hey, I want you to come and follow me. He does it this way. He says, as Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew uh, and, and casting nets into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. At once they left their nets and followed him. Now here's the, here's the thing. Jesus comes up to them and, and, and they have, have heard Jesus and they're excited by who Jesus is and the ministry that Jesus is doing. So excitement, check. Uh, they're hopeful about him maybe being the Messiah. Maybe this is the one who was, was to come, check. Very excited. My, my understanding is that, and, and I, I want all of us to recognize this, in that moment when Jesus called Peter and Andrew, it wasn't a moment that Peter and Andrew were like, yes, we are going to go and lead God's church. We are going to go and become martyrs for our faith. Yay! They didn't understand the purpose that God was calling them for, but they faithfully followed Jesus. And, and so that can be good news for us, that if we are wondering what our purpose is, how we are supposed to do what God wants us to do, this can be good news for us because we can all start with a bit of confusion that we don't understand fully how we are going to be used by the king of all creation in the building of his kingdom. One of the interesting things, though, about Peter and Andrew's call was that Jesus said, hey, come with me and I will make you, I will teach you how to fish for people. I'll, I'll teach you how to go into the world and do something. It, 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 it paints a picture that there is work to be done, that God invites Peter and Andrew into the kingdom so that things can be done. And, and it's not because they're the only ones that can do things, but they were the ones that God wanted to do things. And, and when we recognize this, we understand that what Jesus is saying, Jesus is saying to everybody, follow me and I will send you. Follow me and I will send you. There is work to be done. I have a plan and a purpose for your life in the building up of God's kingdom, of the kingdom of all creation, so that 
we can be more like Jesus in this moment and in every moment so that we can lay the foundation, so that we can build up people, so that they can come to have a relationship with God. We're called to be sent. We're not called so that we can be overly excited and, and enjoy life. I mean, we're, we're called so that we can get to work. We're not called so that we can pat each other on the back and think, oh man, we got such a beautiful building here. We're called so that we can go into the world and share the love and grace of Jesus Christ with everyone that we encounter, with every person that we encounter. Because when we recognize that the kingdom is right here and right now, it's one of those moments when we, we can come alive in who Jesus is and in the purpose that we have in, in the calling that God has for us. Here's an example uh, that Jesus takes this seriously, and he wants us to recognize that the kingdom is right here and right now. He says this, once uh, on being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus replied. So Jesus is being questioned about the kingdom of God, and Jesus replies this way, the coming of the kingdom of God is not something that can be observed, nor will people say, here it is, or there it is, because the kingdom of God is in your midst. Here, here's the deal. God, Jesus is saying in this moment, there's not going to be any banners or parades. There's not going to be any, any great commotion, because right here, in this moment, in this dialogue between Jesus and the Pharisees, the kingdom of God is in your midst. Jesus is saying, hey, I am ushering in the kingdom of God. It is starting right now, and it's going to start small, and it's going to grow into this massive thing where everyone can find hope and refuge. And that's the kingdom that Jesus is building. And, and that's the purpose then of the kingdom is that we should be able to share what God has done in our lives and in the world around us. Here, here we go. The purpose of the kingdom of God is to share the gospel. It's to share the... Now, this isn't rocket science. If you've ever been in church before, you've probably heard the Great Commission. We talk about it all the time. Uh, and, and it's this idea that Jesus has called us to send us. And this is what Jesus says. The 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. Now, here's the great thing. I love this statement, some doubted, because it, it reveals the humanity of the disciples. The disciples are told by the resurrected Christ, hey, go to this mountain, wait for me there, I'm going to show up. He shows up, they see him at a distance, and they're like, oh, there's Jesus. And some of them are like, well, what is it that Jesus wants me to do? I'm not sure of what's going on. And so they worshiped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And surely I am with you even to the end of the age. Jesus takes this seriously. Jesus expects for us to respond to his call on our life, to experience new life in Christ, 
and to then go into the world and share that good news with others, to spread the gospel, to share with them what Jesus has done, teach them all the things Jesus has taught us, and to baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus is saying the purpose of the kingdom is to go and share the gospel. I want you to be active in the sharing of my gospel. And, and, and the gospel is simply the story of Jesus making a way for relationship to be restored, that Jesus, through his his life, death, and resurrection allows us to have relationship with our Father and, and fills us with the presence of the Holy Spirit, which then leads us into the mission field to go and make a difference. And, and Jesus really does mean that this is super important to God. We, we can sit around and we can think, okay, well, I'm Christian, so I'm good. But God is saying, hey, Yes, you may be following me. You may have, have called on my name for salvation, but I have work for you. I want you to be active in the building of my kingdom. I want you to take seriously this call on your life, to, to come and, and be a part of the kingdom of God, to go and, and find your purpose in the sharing of what Jesus has done in your life. Jesus says it this way in a parable to, uh, to some, some other people that were questioning him. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it. And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. And what does he do when he gets home? Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. Jesus is saying each and every person that is outside of a relationship with God is one of those precious lost sheep. And Jesus says we are to pursue those lost sheep, to go after them, to woo them back by loving them where they are, sharing the good news, not by handing them a tract, not by knocking on their door and asking them, do you know where you're going to go if you died today, but by loving them where they are and lovingly share the hope and the compassion that we have received from Christ in their lives and, and being present with them even if they're outside of a relationship with Christ. Not to say, oh, those heathens, those pagans, those, those horrible people, but instead to say they're precious children of God. And Jesus says, I will leave the 99 who are my faithful and, and loving and devoted followers to go after the one who is lost so that I can bring them home too. And, and when I do, I'll rejoice and I'll gather everybody around and we'll all rejoice. This is the mission, the mission of the kingdom of God. We are sent to share the good news. Actually, we are Christ's ambassadors. We are the ambassadors for Jesus Christ in this world. We have received God's righteousness so that we can represent him in this world. Paul says it this way in 2 Corinthians, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God, God himself, were making his appeal through us. Through each and every one of us, God is making an appeal to the world. See my precious children 
who are obedient to me. See how they have come to life. See how they are filled with love and joy. See how they are filled with grace. See how they are different from the world around them and see the mission that I have set them on, sent them on. We implore you on Christ's behalf, he continues, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him, we might become the righteousness of God. In Christ, we might become the righteousness of God. That means that we have received Christ's righteousness in ourselves, not so that we can pat ourselves on the back and think we have really nice stuff going on here. It's so that we can go into the world and share Christ's righteousness with everyone we encounter. Not so that we have nice things for ourselves, not so that we get our own way, not so that we can live comfortably, but so that we can be sent. So that we can be sent into the world to share that good news with everyone we encounter. So the question really is this, if you are a faithful follower of Christ, how are you sharing that love that Christ has for you? How are you sharing the good news, the gospel message? How are you caring for those that God puts in your uh, area of influence, in, in your relationships, in your family, in your interactions on a day-to-day -day basis? How are you loving people that are distant from God so that they can see the image of Christ in your action? How are you making a difference on behalf of Jesus Christ. For many of us, we come up with excuses. We have so many things that we don't want to, uh, we don't want to recognize, we don't want to wrestle with it, we don't want to talk about it. Man, sharing your faith is so hard. What if they ask me a question that's hard for me to answer? What if they laugh at me? What if they, they think less of me? And who cares? We have the greatest good news of all time. And, and while it may be hard for you to hear, Jesus has called us to go so that we can share this news, so that we can love people where they are and help to show them the love and grace of Jesus Christ so that they can come to recognize the hope that we have in Jesus and, and that we can share that hope with others. This is, this is the whole concept of kingdom. Remember, we are the people that God has called into community, not because we're, we are, uh, are uh, good enough or, or smart enough, but because God calls us worthy. God pours himself into us and makes the place of the kingdom right here in this moment in our hearts and in our minds and under his power and authority. We are sent into his world to proclaim the good news, to herald the coming of King Jesus, and to restore righteousness in the world by sharing the righteousness that we have within us. And, and this has been the way of the church for so long. There are so many examples of people that have turned their lives over to the Christ, and, and their lives then have changed the world forever. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, one of the most influential people the world has ever seen, was 
against the church and then submitted to Christ's rule and reign and shared the good news with so many communities of faith. There's examples even more modern, Mother Teresa, who got a calling to go and make a difference in the lives of of those that were untouchable in India and, and, and made a difference that was so powerful through her love and compassion. Billy Graham, who desired to share the good news by going out and proclaiming publicly at massive gospel events the the glory of Jesus Christ. And those are not even the important ones, friends, because the important ones are the men and women that speak life into other people's lives, and they don't know the impact that their words have had. That sharing the gospel with someone on the street has then changed the course of their life forever. They don't know that the words that they speak make a baby step forward in a relationship with Jesus possible in the lives of others. And so know this, whatever your excuse is, it's irrelevant in the mind of Christ. And here's why. Because we are called by our Father, the Father of all creation, the King of heaven, and we are equipped by the Holy Spirit, the 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 presence of God within us, and we are empowered by the righteousness of Christ so that we may go into the world to make a difference on behalf of Jesus Christ. So again, what are you waiting for? What's holding you back? Set it aside because, friends, it is time to get to work. We have the greatest good news of all time, and we can share it in the way that it was intended to be shared, not by looking down on those outside of the faith, but instead by loving people where they are and sharing the greatest good news of all time, that Christ has come so that we may have life eternal in him. Let's pray. Gracious God, we give you thanks and praise for the gift we have received in Jesus Christ. Father, you have called us so that you can send us. So we pray now in this moment that you would pour your Holy Spirit out upon us and that we would be overwhelmed with wisdom and knowledge from you on high, that our understanding of you would be be miraculously increased so that we can share your good news with others. And and we recognize, God, that you are calling us as ambassadors, that you are sending us into your world. And so, Father, we just pray that Christ's righteousness would shine through us, that your love and grace would be transparently visible in our hearts and minds, and that we would respond to this call on our lives by sharing our lives with everyone we can, by loving them where they are, and by sharing the good news of Jesus Christ so that we can all build a relationship with you. Because every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that you are Lord. We pray this now and forever in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And everyone agreed and said, Amen.